Six Steps to Drive Your Entity SEO with Sarah Tahar. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all in one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. What exactly is Entity SEO and how do you maximize the use of it? That's what we're going to be talking about today with someone who's an author for both Search Engine Land and Search Engine Journal. She's worked both agency side and in-house and has been doing SEO for the past eight years. She's currently SEO manager at Assembly Global. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Sarah Tahar. Thank you for having me, David. Hi, everyone. Hey, Sarah. Well, thanks so much for joining. You can find Sarah over at sarah Tahar. Com. So, Sarah, what exactly is Entity SEO? So, with the release of the Knowledge Graph in 2012, uh, 2012, Google moved away from the focus on tactics that can be easily manipulated and moved towards a more complex concept, which is Entity SEO. Basically, it's focusing on things and topics rather than on keyword density and such tactics, like using exact match keywords, keyword density, and so on. So basically, it's a shift in the mindset we approach content. Like right now, you should think about topics, th- think about things, and whether you're covering all the necessary information you should, more than just how many times should I put a keyword, and and so on, yeah. So nowadays, you've got to prove that you're a thing. So uh, today, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> today, you're sharing six steps to drive your entity SEO. So starting off, number one, create a topical map. Yeah, so basically when you're starting to do to do SEO work on any website, one of the first things I recommend you do for content is creating a topical map. And it's not really, I, we tend to complicate things sometimes in SEO. It's really simple. It's basically a map of the topics on the website, not the keywords, the topics and the themes you're talking about. So for example, if it's an adventure travel website, maybe the, the topics would be hiking, surfing, mountain climbing, like the, the main themes of the website and how they connect to each other or, or to the main theme of the website. Once you have this map in front of you, this is a, a, a like, and there are a lot of tools that can help you to do that. Like you can check Wikipedia and see, for example, what other related themes or entities, in other words, that, that are mentioned in, in the, the pages dedicated for those themes that you have been able to collect. And then you can even add more. So basically, you're just trying to have a map. If you're brainstorming, for example, you can just think about it. You're just trying to have a map of how the topics on the website connect with each other. Understood. So is this um, in relation to the topics that are most relevant to the entity? Or do you actually also incorporate things like keyword volume as well, and perhaps actually structure topics based upon which topics have the highest volume and then do the subtopics according to that? So at this stage, you don't need even to look at keywords. You're just talking about, okay, my my website is about adventure travel, the themes we're covering or the entities or the topics are, uh, and then you list them, right? And then they relate to the main topic. And then maybe them, each, each of those topics, maybe they would have subtopics inside them, right? like maybe hiking in specific locations or like if it's camping, maybe camping tips, camping. Like So you just have like a, it's the equivalent of if you sit down and try to brainstorm what topics you're going to, you if you're building a website from scratch and you're just, you know, brainstorming a map of 
what topics you're going to have and, you know, how, how at a very high level, how they look uh, connected to each other. Understood. Okay, so start by looking at the topics that are most relevant in relation to the entity and then um, can build up um, related topics to that and don't get distracted by keyword volume to begin with. Yep, definitely. Bringing us up to number two, decide on the page slash topic. Yeah, this is where you can actually use keyword volume. So you now you have like your network of topics and slash entities to, to choose where to start first. This is where you may, okay, I'm going to look into the data now and uh, keyword research and what is going to be more valuable to the business and what, what and, and what I can do now and maybe what I can do later. So once you have this data and you decide on the specific theme or the topic you want to address uh, or or start with, then you can say, okay, to cover this topic, we'll need th this set of pages. And you choose the, again, you choose the first page to start with, and you can work your way from there. Like this is what you do at that stage. Understood. Okay. And um, do you think about things like um, how the pages, internal pages are going to be linked together and um, uh, linking text within those links at, uh, at that time? I mean, this is something you can do at that time or you can do it at like, so now you have a list of pages and you picked your first page. Some people send their content briefs, including uh, internal linking. And sometimes people do this separately at the end, like once they have a clear, like a clear, you know, op optimized set of pages, they start to, you know, think, have a clear way of thinking of internal linking. So this can be done now or later. Understood. Okay. And bringing us up to number three, which is do entity research. Yeah. So now you have your page and you want to, so this page, usually, usually pages have a main entity. It, sometimes it's not the case. It, it may mention various entities, but usually it has one main entity. So, you know, your main entity and, and the whole purpose of entity SEO is that what, what people do usually, or if the, the keyword research way is we try to find as many keyword variations that are related to the topic, to the page, right? But with entity SEO, you're looking for other entities that should be mentioned on the page, even if they don't have the same words as the keyword. So for example, if the the page is about a guide to camping and the entity, the main entity is camping, obviously, other entities that should be mentioned there something like um, I'm not a camping expert so <laughs> but maybe map a tent anything that is related to the entity of uh, uh, camping and you can find these by for example doing uh, an, an, image, an image search for camping on Google uh, and try to pick because not all the and ideally you should do this on incognito so you don't you, you don't get personalized results so from there you can Pick what you see as relevant to the entity and your topic. And then you can also use like Google Trends. There's a lot of tools actually. And every every once in a while, someone actually recommends a new entity, entity SEO tool. They're, they're, they're coming in batches right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, do your research. Uh, some, you may even look at competitors' pages, uh, ranking for the, the, the keyword you're targeting and see what entities they mention there. And the purpose of that is once you have a list of entities that you should mention, you'll find that this helps you expand the topics in a way you did not expect, right? So for example, I was, for example, I, 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 I'm trying to give you like a recent example. There was this one time I was writing, a, pre preparing a topic for um, 
road, something about road trips. I don't remember the exact page title, but then there was, for example, some of the tools recommended entities like mileage, for example, or uh, maps, different things. I Like for me, I was uh, thinking GPS and stuff, but apparently some people still use actual maps. Um, so it made you take or include by including those entities to be able to add those words, you were you had to add specific like uh, paragraphs or context to be able to accommodate those entities, and you have expanded your content in ways that you may not have initially thought of. I love it. That, that, that's a great uh, example there because um, I think many article writers will perhaps actually think of a topic that um, appeals to them and just, just writing something that they know about without necessarily writing in a way that helps to educate Google as well as the reader about what the article is about and what the context of the article. And you can give Google that context about where it fits in with other entities, then you're giving yourself a greater opportunity to rank because obviously you're, Google, you're giving Google greater confidence. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Bringing us up to number four, which is integrate entities. So what does integrate entities mean? So I think we actually touched upon that in, in what, what, what we just said. You actually, once you do your entity research and you have a list of entities, you just add them into the content. And as I said, this helps you expand your content in ways you did not initially anticipate. Understood, understood. Okay, so it's just, just what we talked about there as well. So it's not just about thinking about the one entity at the beginning and try to incorporate as many relevant ones as possible there, bringing us up to number five, which is add internal linking. Yeah, so now you can look at internal linking and start to think about, okay, where's my main entity mentioned on the website? What other articles are mentioning it and start linking back to it, right? And um, internal linking has always been valuable and it's it's becoming more and more valuable because we are now starting to understand more and more about uh, entity SEO and utilize it. And the way you connect your website uh, helps Google understand how you structure your website, how the entities relate there. And the better internal linking uh, and the more solid internal linking you have, uh, the, the more it's, it's for Google, it's able to understand and, and rank your content, right? So making sure that every time uh, your main entity is mentioned on another article or blog post, you link back to it, basically, in, in very simple words. And did you have any preference, actually, to determine a page for the entity home? Because uh, talking to someone like Jason Barnard, he says he's, a f he's in favour of the about page as being the home page on a website of, of what that entity is and, and describing it. Um, are you in favour of that as well? Uh, do you prefer the home page, uh, for instance, uh, for some entities instead? So the main schema, sometimes people use it on the home page. And I, I think the about page is more descriptive. But I wouldn't, like if I have a client who has it there, um, I would not potentially ask them to change it, but it, it makes more sense to have it on the about page, right? And, and like, and, and this, it, to, like an example of this, if you want to add the organization schema or the local business schema, it does make sense to have this on the about page more than on the homepage. But, you know, it's, it's uh, like, I do agree with Jason definitely, but I, I wouldn't say people who would put it on the homepage are making like a mistake or something. Understood. So it's, it's essentially like, you know, if you've built that authority to begin with to a particular URL, think twice before changing it because you might end up confusing Google. Yeah. I mean, if we keep changing things, it, it's not good, generally speaking. Yeah. And brings us up to number six, which is add main schema and other related schemas. 
Yeah, so in addition to the main schema, to the to the schema, like organization schema or local schema, as we mentioned, to add on the about page or if someone is going to edit on the homepage, for every article, there is a main schema, right? There is a, there is a sorry, main entity, usually. Or especially if we're talking about bottom of funnel pages, for example, like a, a email marketing software. So the main entity there is a software, right? It's a type of a software. So depending on the page, usually there's a main schema, a main, sorry, main, I want to focus, main entity. And mm-hmm. there is actually a main entity schema. There is this type of schema that's called main entity. And this is where you tell Google, this page, the main entity here is, uh, for example, uh, software, right? Which is a type that's established in, in schema.org, it's there. Uh, so it's a software and then you can actually say name email marketing, for example, or if it has a name like, um, so if it's not an email marketing, let's say project management uh, software like uh, Asana, so it can the name can be Asana, for example. Or so you actually tell Google that this page is about an, an entity, and then you define the entity in that main entity schema. And then there's also other types of schema that you can add to tell Google that this page include it, it mentions things, right? Things um, which is also a schema. Uh, um, a standard schema type, and then add the other types of schema, like, as we said, mileage, or uh, if we're talking about email marketing software, uh, maybe email is a, um, an entity. Um, I, I don't have it all, like, all the related entities on my mind, but you can, the list of entities that we have created earlier, you can actually tell Google each of the, those are things, and they are mentioned on that page as well. Right. There, there are actually tools that, that automate this process for you. Like uh, recently I've been using InLinks and it does that. Great. Yeah, great, great resource to, sh- to, to share as well there. I'll tell you what, let, let's finish off with... Um, the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. So what's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results for modest levels of effort? I would say CTR experimentation. It's something we hear about a lot, don't invest a lot of time in, and it doesn't, analyzing the SERPs, seeing where most of the clicks go and trying to find variations of your title and test that is definitely worth it. Sometimes, for example, a lot of the, if you look at the developers' um, forums like uh, Stack Overflow, they have this answered or resolved added, and it definitely increases the CTR compared to the results that don't. So finding those things that you can append or finding patterns for title tags that would get you more clicks compared, in relation to your industry, obviously, uh, is, is definitely helpful. And how do you come up with ideas for new title tags that may result in higher click-through rates? Uh, well, you analyze the SERPs uh, for for a lot of industry-related li- keywords, and then I feel like it, as SEOs, we should be always looking, you know, and noticing how we personally behave on search and what what patterns are there. So it it, it just something to keep on your mind always every time you look at SERPs and take notes. Okay, this is something worth adding price, for example, starting from, right? Sometimes even talking to your customers and thinking what is one thing that's really important for them and how you can incorporate that, like free shipping. If you add free shipping, for example, on specific products, would that get more clicks? You know, things that of that sort are worth testing. And because you're already ranking on the page, you did all the effort, right? <laughs> like you're there, mm. you're on the first page. So it's definitely less effort than ranking and, and you're just leveraging what you have. 
And also, of course, um, for US websites wanting to expand internationally as well, think of international um, language preferences. Obviously, being in the UK, you tend to prefer postage instead of shipping. Um, so if you have different country-specific sites, try and make sure that um, you regionalize the text that you incorporate as well. Yeah, I definitely think those things matter uh, and we just need to find them, right? So we, you have to keep testing and uh, the easiest way to test that is to select a group of URLs and test them and compare them against the ones that if, if you said pre-selected that you did not make any change for and, and see like the pattern, did the CTR increase in the test versus the uh, control or not? So yeah. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Sarah over at sarah-tahar.com. Sarah, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Thank you so much, David. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com. <laughs> <laughs>